There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tuned and Strong podcast. This is Dr. Jen Cavis-May. And this is my lovely co-host, Angela McKeeston of Music Strong. <laughs> she is of tuned and toned performance. I was yes, to say tuned yeah. and strong, it's the wrong thing. No, tuned, tuned, yeah, it's hard podcast name with, yeah, we tried. It's, it's fine. We're having a bit of a day today. <laughs> <laughs> we've taken a bit of a hiatus and uh, we've had a lot to catch up on, so... Yes, we have. Yes, we have. We're, we're going to try to get back into the swing of things here. So thanks for tuning in. Um, today's topic is um, something that I've kind of noticed happening a lot, um, especially the more people I work with um, and the kind of the broader set of people I work with. Um, there's this overall concept going around um, that there's... <laughs> there's a singular answer out there and you're just, you're just going to go to the one person who knows the thing and they're going to give you a thing to do and it's going to fix everything. And that's <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the correct reaction to that, by the way. Um, I, I laugh at you. <laughs> and it's, it's not to be, to be clear, it's not a laugh of mockery. Right, because no. I was one of those people too, but I'm also like, <laughs> that's funny. I was one of those people, you know, I just, just fix me and send me on my way. That's not what I do. That's what you do. And I, I really come to this place of, it's probably not going to be a popular thing to say. We're going to say it anyway. And if you don't like it and it ruffles your feathers, then you can just hear us out. And if you still don't like it, leave your comments. But do it anyway. No one is coming to save you. No one. If you haven't heard that, no one is coming to save you. If you have a physical issue, a physical injury, a recurring problem, or something that is blocking your ability to attain your top level of performance and achievement, nobody else is coming to save you. There, there might be a lot of people who care whether or not you succeed. There might be a lot of people who would like to help. And there might be a lot of people that you consult, but this idea that you can just go to one, maybe two people and like, oh, well, they're the experts. So I'll just do what they say. Listen, if you're listening to me and you like what I say, I still want you to question me. Mm -hmm. That's a good practitioner right there. You know, yeah. <laughs> you should question me because maybe what I'm saying is not clear. Maybe what I'm saying doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. But that's stuff that, again, as a good practitioner, I need to know. If it's not working, I need to know. And if what I do doesn't work for you, I need to send you to somebody else, but I need to know. And that doesn't mean like, oh, go do three sets of hamstring curls for this many reps, this many days a week, and you won't have back pain anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe 
but probably not. And if you never progress it, probably not. So that's that's something that's really been uh, bees in my bonnet here. Um, <laughs> my bonnet. Have you seen the meme of Cookie Monster? Oh, this dear. is kind of old. The Cookie Monster meme that he's just shoving his face full of cookies, you know, as the as the Muppet uh -huh. does. Um, and he says, I don't know why I can't lose weight. Must be my personal trainer's fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have seen that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nobody's yeah. coming. Nobody is coming to no. slap food out of your hand and prevent you from going to that restaurant or whatever it is that is going to right. interfere with your goals. Right. And there's a lot of self. There's a, yeah. There's a lot of people who want to sell you things too. You know what <sighs> I mean? Like, oh, just do this program. Oh, just buy this device. Oh, just, just buy a wrist brace for your arm, forearm, hand pain for, for, I was going down a different path. I was thinking shake weight, sign master. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, it, it's both paths. It's the same thing. But like at the end of the day, you're the one who lives in your body. I know we've talked about this before too on a different podcast, but it is absolutely your responsibility to know everything you can about mm -hmm. what you're dealing with and how you're going to get out of it and every aspect. Like, do you need to know the nitty gritty of, the body like your chiropractor does in order to know whether or not chiropractic is right for you? No, mm -mm. but if you feel worse rather than better, or if you have a condition where maybe an adjustment is not a good idea, should you know that? Yes. Right. The chiropractor should too, but maybe they don't. Maybe you haven't given them enough information to make that judgment call. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of personal responsibility in that. You got to know your own body. You got to know everything you're doing to yourself and why and question and, the people that you're working with. Yeah. And when you're talking about, you know, wearing this wrist brace, I actually had a, um, uh, I'm, I think she's still a high schooler back from when I was at, uh, teaching at Stetson, um, which mm -hmm. I don't want to say back when, uh, COVID happened. So I'm going to guess it's going to happen again at some point. But anyway, she was a camper at, uh, the Stetson flute intensive where I'm on the faculty for like a whole week. And I, you know, obviously talk about fitness for flute players and we right. do all kinds of stuff. She's like, hi, Ms. McHouston. I don't know if you remember me. And like, this was two years ago. And I looked at her picture. I'm like, of course I remember you. You were one of the really jacked up ones. Bless your heart. <laughs> like some of these, some of these, these high schoolers are just, I mean, flute is so freaking intense in Florida. It's like marching band in Texas. It is serious business in Florida. So these kids are coming in with numbness and tingling in their hands and they can't move their shoulders and their necks are jacked. I mean, it's like, it's, we're talking like stuff that took me a decade to have a problem with. They're getting after a few, like four years of playing. So yeah. this, this kid, um, I don't remember all the details, but she asked if I had a recommendation on a wrist brace for her. And I said, no, I don't. Um, why do you need a wrist brace? It, it, that's really what, what matters. Is it, yeah. are you, are you seeking something that's going to just delay the pain so you can get through the gig or the show or the concert or whatever? Is it, or is it something like you have to keep your wrist immobilized because the doctor said you've got like, you know, when we talked about Mackenzie and she had to sleep with that brace on her, on her elbow. So she couldn't bend her elbow or, um, or yeah. something like that. That's totally different. Um, hers uh she has tendonitis i think it is and i i made sure to ask was that self-diagnosed or did a doctor diagnose you in that and like i'm not saying this kid is is trying to get out of doing things but i mean this is where it starts 
this is where you have to understand how you have to advocate for yourself as a young musician. And yeah. I mean, I remember my first injury, I was 16 and I went to the doctor and he, I'd been wearing a brace the whole time because I was at interlock and, and I was playing those bajillion hours a day. I had no idea about playing related pain. I'd never been injured in my life. Not real, right. not like that, right? right? I never had an overuse injury. So when I was just doing what I had to do to get through when I go see the doctor and um, he, he tells me it's, you know, severe tendonitis and you need to rest. And mm-hmm. um, what was it? And then, but he also gave me physical therapy, which okay. I appreciated. And he yeah. didn't, he didn't say quit playing forever. He right. did say you need to stop playing. I was like, no, but I, I can't just quit, you know? Right. And um, I was listening to that the, on another tangent, I was listening to the Things Musicians Don't Talk About podcast yesterday. And um, by the time this comes out, it'll be over, but please go check out their podcast this week, uh, which is November 15th through the 21st of 2021. They are doing a whole thing on uh, Musicians Injury Awareness Week. And the violin player who was on yesterday, I cannot remember her name, I apologize. She had an injury and it was, we're getting off on a tangent, but this is important. So she she had an injury and they diagnosed her, whoa, heck no, I forgot. They diagnosed her with something. Um, it wasn't tendonitis, it was, oh, it was golfer's elbow because she okay. put too much attention on her right hand or her right hand only. And the first thing I was thinking was, oh, you got, you're gonna get focal dystonia because we talked about this, you know, I'd be a hyper obsessive about, about stuff. Um, that's not what happened. She got golfer's elbow. The doctor told her to not use her right arm for five weeks. Uh-huh. Her right mm-hmm. arm, the entire right arm, not doing anything. It's like, yep. Yep. and think about how long five weeks is. Really, oh my gosh. If you're listening to this, think about how long five weeks is. Not in a, oh yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things. No, think about not being able to use, I'm, what I'm going to assume is her dominant hand. It might not be, but think about not being able to use your dominant hand for five weeks. You can't Go wash your hair, hair, put on your makeup, put in your contacts, drive. Brush your teeth. Now, forget I about you, playing your instrument. I do a lot of things left-handed because again, advice I was given, just just use your left hand for as much as you possibly can. That created some different issues. It had some advantages, but it created some different issues. It also didn't help my right hand at all. At all. No. Nothing. Oh my gosh, I mean, I'm so screaming at the radio. Right, right. <laughs> like it, 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 and, and sometimes, I mean, this, this was medical advice. This is medical advice. advice. Do not use your entire right arm for five weeks. Tendonitis diagnosis. When you get something like, oh, wear a brace for tendonitis, not for something like what we were talking about with Mackenzie and her. That's different. That's a different ballgame. That was cubital tunnel, she thought. That's a different Mm ballgame. But base level tendonitis, when you've had all the exams and all the tests and all the... uh, 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 Hi, kitty. (laughs) You guys says hello. (laughs) um but basic tendonitis when it's like oh yeah it's literally just overuse there's nothing structurally wrong so what i'm going to tell you is rest for weeks and put a brace on it and maybe here's some prescription anti-inflammatories and that's it yeah and you ought to be real concerned especially if it's not a one-time thing especially if it's not a one-time thing if it's a recurring ish like 
if it doesn't fix the problem the first time, something was wrong with the treatment. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's easier for doctors to temporarily fix the syndrome, uh, symptoms, syndromes, (laughs) symptoms. Mm -hmm. I wish they would. And, and just like, you think about it, you have to fix my problem and you don't have any background in strength, which was my problem, large, large amount, not the exclusive problem, but a large amount of my problem was strength. The safest thing you can do as a doctor is tell me to stop playing. If it hurts, don't do it. it. If it hurts, don't do it. Just stop playing. Just stop playing. That's a pretty safe thing to say as a doctor, because am I going to turn around and sue you for malpractice? No, Mm -mm. I should, but you're not going to win that lawsuit. Like I'm not going to win that lawsuit. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, So it, it, it came back on me to look, this isn't working. I'm not saying don't get diagnosed. Absolutely not saying that. Go, go get diagnosed. Like you need a diagnosis from a good doctor. One who's give you therapy, right direction. But, but just a shot is not going to fix stuff. Just a brace is not going to fix. No. Lots of things, lots of things no. will not be fixed with a brace. I no, it might just delay it. Like, I have one that was like, well, if it feels better while you're playing to wear a brace, then that's okay. You're missing the point. Why should I have to wear a brace in the first place? Hello? Second off, you realize I'm cutting off circulation while doing fine motor work. I was causing more damage. I just couldn't feel it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We we went down a rabbit hole with this one, but it's, but you know, I'm thinking about this, this lady who said that when she, when she got done, she, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm screaming like, no, 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 don't just rest, rehab, do the, the, physical therapy I'm like spitting and like I'm angry and you know <laughs> and then she said you know overall I realized I was overall weaker after five weeks my entire body was weaker I hired a personal trainer and I was like good for you you should hey, do that yeah. time <laughs> yeah you can oh move your shoulders and you you know you could have prevented whatever but I mean which uh-huh. and that was really nice to hear and with this other kid you know I eventually gave her like um she was not looking for a quick fix so she was, the good news is she was taking personal responsibility while she was trying to figure out like, until I can get this, whatever. And she's right. like, can I get some support for do whatever it was? And then I, so I sent her the video. Um, and if you guys are on YouTube, check out my channel. Um, I've got a video there called forearm flow, avoid carpal tunnel with this forearm flow. And it's basically an Instagram reel. So it's really sped up because there's a bunch of things to it, but it's basically, you know, you massage what's tight, you stretch what's weak. Then you strengthen and you increase the endurance of your forearm muscles, including your grip. And then we deal with the shoulder. I mean, it's all connected, right? So um, we were going, we were, we were going along with that. So I sent her that. And then I said, the brace that I wore, she's looking for something flexible. And I'm like, I just got one at CVS and it worked okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember, but it's not going to solve your problem. And no. so she's going to keep me updated, but you know, getting back on this whole thing about personal responsibility and you're like a cortisone shot is not going to solve the issue. And you, I mean, have you seen that show on TLC called my 600 pound life? Oh God. I know about I it. Stop watching. I've been obsessed with the show for like a decade or more, two decades. I don't know. Oh jeez. I just happen to have access to it now. All of a sudden it's like, how do you get to be 700 pounds? You know, because I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with the psychology behind it. Right. It's very seldom, very seldom. And this, this 
this directly applies to what we're talking to, talking about, but it's very seldom um, something that happens on your own. You usually have a family dynamic or people close to you that enable that. And they really, it's coming, it's coming from a good place, just like doctors right. who want to help you and they don't know what to do. It's coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, and there are absolutely, you know, doctors who want to help and just don't really know how. And sometimes they tell you that they don't know how that's a really good doctor is the ones who just try to throw something at you. That's, that's an okay doctor. They're at least trying, but yeah. then there are ones that are just straight up neglect. Like just stop playing the end. Like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> oh, you mean Thank like you. the ones I called um, out by name in my boundaries episode? Yeah, I, I called them out by name. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. I left him a very bad Google review. He deserves it. Friggin' narcissist. <laughs> sorry. I, That's okay. There's, That's okay. There is, I'm actually, I'm not sorry. There is no excuse for that kind of attitude and arrogance in the mental, sorry, in the mental, in the, in the medical profession. Yeah. If you can't yeah. handle a client coming in and throwing anatomical terms at you and having a civil conversation, you've got a problem. And that, yeah. That, that also means um, you shouldn't be trusted. You're, if your yeah. ego is above helping people and you insult your clients, uh, run, run. If you, if you ever feel like that with somebody, just anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, you, I mean, you need, and not just doctors, you need all sorts of practitioners you trust. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but circling back, circling back. Oh, back pound life. Okay. I'm, I've, I'm going somewhere with the story. So okay. I've, I've, um, I'm fascinated by the, the psychology behind it. Like why, uh, number one, you've got this dynamic of people that enable this. And then, like I said, it's usually coming from a good place. Like they just want to help you. They know food makes you feel good. And then it comes to this thing. Well, I can't get it myself and I can't, well, I'll just bring it to you. And then suddenly you can't move and you have no quality of light. And, like, yeah. and so it's kind of fascinating to see that. And these enablers, they're, um, they can't see it. Like it hurts so much for them to yeah. watch. They feel like the person they're taking care of is being deprived and it hurts them, yeah. you know, but yeah. it, that, that's a whole other thing about psychology. Right. But here's the thing about that show. There is a, the doctor that these people go see is in Houston. His name is something foreign. I can't pronounce. Um, starts with a Z or a now or something. Anyway, um, his thing is with these people, he, he does like lap band surgery for them. No, 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 no. It's, um, what's the other one where they make your stomach into like the size of a yeah. peach, um, gastric bypass. He does gastric bypass on morbidly obese, like incredible, like the, the heaviest people in the world, yeah. which has a huge risk. And yeah. so what I love about this show is he doesn't, he doesn't pull any punches with you. He's like, you could die on this table. And by the way, you got here and it's your fault. So before I risk your life, I'm going to need to see, well, you, number one, you got to tell me why that you think that this is going to help you because this is not a quick fix. This is a start and it's completely on you to do something about it. And then he asks them, okay, if they give him the right answers, you know, like I'm going to, I've, I've got to be around for my kids. I, I miss walking upstairs. I want to have a job again. I want to drop all these things. Um, and he goes, okay, fine. You need to lose 50 pounds in the next, I don't know, it, however many long. And it's something ridiculous, like two weeks or a month. But if when you're 750 pounds, that's not a big deal. I mean, really. You can, yeah. you can, yeah. So what he does is he wants to, he's like, I need to see 
that your mindset is in the right place and you're going to be able to do this before I, otherwise, otherwise I'm going to do this surgery for you and it's going to not do any good. So he's forcing that personal responsibility on them. And then they talk about, you know, when you're going back home, you've got this family dynamic, the whole family's got to be on board. And what's great is like, when you're watching this show, you're seeing how the ones who do it, who lose, like, no lie, like they lose three people's worth of body weight, like three, four hundred pounds, which is just mind boggling. You can see this. The struggle is real. Like literally the struggle is real. Right. But then you can see their mental attitude and they hold to their why, even in the face of people who keep trying to bring them back, because it makes those other people feel inferior when they're like, no, I'm sticking to this. Well, you can have one. No, no, I cannot. But there was oh, one God, show. No. <laughs> no, no, it's like, he goes, well, you are. And there was one guy, this guy was like, oh my gosh, he was huge. He was 700 pounds and he was walking. Amazing, that's right? Actually amazing. Like, like that's. I, how do your knees not turn to powder? If he gets himself healthy, that is a dude who should be lifting, should be lifting because he would Oh, be that's a, a whole other conversation. Body. Yes. He hired a Absolutely personal trainer day one. And that he did it. He did awesome. it. He dropped his weight to like, he was a really tall guy. He dropped his weight to like 180 from 758 or something crazy. Got married by the end of it, was still working out with a trainer, like just killing life. It was awesome. There was another lady ended up just too focused on the weight loss path. She looked like a sack of potatoes at the end. Bless her heart. And I was just like, I want to, I want, you need shape. You need strength. Oh my gosh. You just look small now. And, oh, you know, but, but it, you know, that's my thought, not her life. Yeah. Right. So here's the, here's the thing. You see all these success stories, but you know, there are some that don't. Oh, there, there are a lot. One lady. Yes. There was one lady who weighed a hundred pounds less than the big guy, 650, whatever. I don't know. And she was just bedridden and her, her husband was very, um, just, well, I don't want to make her mad. So you'd rather kill her with food. What? Effectively. Effectively. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was very weak willed and, um, yeah, I, you, you can watch that. You can watch the show and see what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. But she showed in the beginning that yes, she could lose 30 pounds. She had the surgery, didn't lose a pound after that. And she had every excuse in the world. And the doctor's like, shut up, <laughs> stop it. I'm not going to listen to this. You're making excuses. And she was like, well, the, no, she, what'd she say? Like the scale was, was miss, um, they misread the scale that the scale was not properly calibrated when I was first. And look at this, look at my sleeves. Look, they're so loose. And he's like, it's been six months and you've, you've lost zero weight. You haven't changed your habits. Your husband is not helping you. Um, you need to get up and walk. And she would just, she was like a very, you know, big drama queen and like anything hurt. Oh, it's hurt. Oh, I can't. I'm like, there's a guy who weighs hundred pounds more than you that's walking around and you can't get out of bed. So it's like, it's not a quick fix. The surgery, the thing, whatever it is, you've got to take that personal responsibility for your own life and you can change it around to be whatever you want. Things are just tools. They're not quick fixes. And that I just loved seeing the two parts of that. And at the end of it, I was just like, oh, no, you could, you could succeed. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's just like, mm -mm. it's the difficulty of it. Um, you know, and I'm, I personally very hesitant to take that show into our conversation. I'll just put that out there. Um, Cause there, there are a lot of, you know, like 
dangerous assumptions that can be made. So if you're making those dangerous assumptions, just stop. We're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> whatever it is you're taking offense at, that's not what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> but it's that I'm sure it hurt. You know, I'm sure. Really? I'm absolutely 100% believe that. Mm -hmm. But so many people, and it's not just those people, it's people that I yeah. see in day-to-day -day life who look absolutely normal, who appear to be normal, who function on a surface level normal, who are, yes, it, it hurts to put yourself out there. It hurts to try to get better. It hurts to step outside of, well, I do this. It does. It sucks. It does. And again, I'm speaking firsthand. I was a clarinetist. I was really good at it. And I had these other elements that were just like poking out. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I'm good at this. And I had the potential for all these other things, but I was a clarinetist and it hurt to have to go, well, apparently this issue is not getting solved by my GP. This issue is not getting solved by this, that, the other. And I made progress in this area, but I'm obviously not getting any better. Like I, there's a wall here. I'm not getting past this level. And I know I should be, I'm aware that I should be. It's obvious, but I can't. And so having to go, okay, I need to continue pursuing this. Oh, that's hard. Mm, oh, that's it hard. It's a lot easier, honest to God, to keep doing the surface level fixes and making excuses and sitting on the couch and eating ice cream and, you know, drinking wine, watching TV. Like that's so much easier than okay, I got to fix something. Something's got to change because this isn't happening. Mm -hmm. And then when you do start pursuing things, you're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot. You know? Yeah. You have to. You That's have okay. To. That's how we learn bad. as a species. Mm -hmm. That's how we learn. That's how animals learn. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you watch kittens and they're like trying to figure out how to drink water. And every time they're just like, Oh, I want to get this thing in the bowl. And they miss it. Every <laughs> Shaking their heads like, oh, it's wet. Every time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but eventually they stop doing that. <laughs> they figure it, like, I don't know if their eyes develop further, but they mess up a lot. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. You watch them try to jump up onto things for the first time. They miss <laughs> a lot. A All of us that miss in grade, they're, they're like, I'm going to calculate oh, it's hilarious you know it's like, so the older ones is a different kind of funny but the younger ones where it's like okay 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 jump plop like, <laughs> fantastic, you know but eventually they don't yeah. you see the same thing with human babies like okay well i'm gonna stand up i'm gonna let go plop okay well that didn't work yep. i'm gonna stand up i'm gonna let go plop well, eventually they don't plop they stand that's literally how we're designed to learn you think that those plops didn't hurt I bet they did a little bit. <laughs> I mean, so things like, does it suck to have to go, okay, I have this issue. My GP isn't fixing it. My chiropractor is helping, but it's not getting better. What can I, what, what else needs to be done? Okay. Nobody has an answer. I need to go look into this. I need to try this stuff. I need to do the thing that's uncomfortable. That's not normal for musicians. You know, what's normal for musicians in terms of health Massage, often chiropractic, yoga, and meditation. That's it. There is nothing wrong with any of those. Mm -hmm. But you ask them to do anything that involves 
intense exertion or intensity in an, an ex like not an extreme way, but beyond hot yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys listen to our episode with Roy, like he went down that path a little bit, right? He was talking about all the things that were, that were difficult and he's a large guy, but he's not given up. He's still trying to find the thing that works for him. And he puts right. himself out there on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, now he makes himself, makes a fool out of himself all the time. Cause he's freaking hilarious, <laughs> but you know, he's but, not afraid to fail, to try and right. fail. Right. Well, and you and to do the hard from, things. Most people are going to look at him and go, does he look like a goofball? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you giggle a little bit. It's, it's giggling from a place of respect. You know, I like, love Roy. I, I had a, I had a friend once who told me that she didn't want to go. She wanted to start running, but she didn't want to go run at the track because she didn't want to be the chubby chick running at the track. And I'm like, I walk by that track every single day. You know who I respect? The chubby kids. Yep. hundred percent. It's 100%. easy if you are athletic to go out there and not worry about what people are thinking about how you look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you know you're overweight and you want to go learn how to run better and be have like better cardio capacity and go to the track in a public place. I have mad respect for that. Yeah. You may look like, you know, a baby elephant learning to walk for the first time. I don't care. You're there. Mad respect. Mad respect. The really um, overweight people in the gym. Oh yeah. And they always yes. turn into monsters, like absolute beasts. It's amazing and wonderful. And I love it. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. Um, but like the, and on the other end of that, the people who are going to judge you for putting yourself out there, they'll probably make you try like, try to make you feel bad. It's going to happen. It'll stay. Oh, yeah. It'll suck. That's projection. Right those there. people, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Those people who are coming at you, it's because they have a problem with themselves. That's what it is. hundred Every time. Every yep. time. If they're judging you, there's something wrong with them and they don't like what you're doing because you are challenging them. Yep. So this whole That's, thing with what we're trying to do about bringing yeah. awareness to musicians' injuries and how you can how you can advocate for yourself, all the different options there are, whether it's strength training or you know acupuncture or um, whatever your thing is, yeah. it, mm -hmm. musicians' health is not a one size fits all. It's not. How it's not. However, yeah, there is going to be some pain involved when you try to, well, emotional pain when you buck the status quo and you know you're that's that's mm -hmm. it's not accepted but also mm -hmm. there's gonna be some like physical pain because you're 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 not um we're not talking about injury pain when we're trying to overcome right. an injury you're just you're gonna feel awkward and uncomfortable mm -hmm. but that's where and it's so cliche it's yeah. like oh you know things that are on the other side of fear and discomfort but it's true if well, you keep doing the same things you're gonna feel comfortable it's not gonna change there's a friction to personal growth mm. a yeah. literal physiological friction to it and emotional and psychological, but it's that friction because you're pushing, you're taking your boundaries, whatever they are, physical, mental, emotional, and you are pushing them. That creates friction. It's uncomfortable. And you feel super unsafe while doing it. Not, not like I'm in danger unsafe, but just like as a person, your personhood feels unsafe because you're challenging it. Mm -hmm. that's, no, that, that's normal. That's good. It means you're yeah. growing. It means you're alive. It means you're learning, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, when it, when it comes to the whole thing of personal responsibility, though, I mean, like we can go yeah. so many directions with this. I mean, I don't want to just talk about um, avoiding injury and overcoming injury and having the courage to fire your doctor if you need to, or any of those no. things. 
you know, stepping up for yourself and whatnot. But it's, as you said, no one is coming. No yeah. one. We're all learning yeah. how to adult here. And mm-hmm. you are, it is, oh, you do know how to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But that means you have to take care of yourself. And sometimes yeah. when we think, like we talked about a long time ago, we were talking about self-care. Self-care doesn't necessarily mean, um, sometimes it does mean sitting on the couch in your pajamas and not getting out of your pajamas and all day. Yeah. Sometimes right. it does. Other times that's avoidance. Yes. You have to know the difference between the two. Right. And if you feel like, well, I don't know how to take care of myself. Okay. That's a good first step. Knowing that is a good first step. Now it's time to do something about it. And yes. if you're doing what you think is self-care and you're not seeing improvements, it's time to try something else. It doesn't mean it's going to be the right thing for you. Is lifting going to be the right thing for you? I'm going to venture to say yes, but maybe not. You know, if you're avoiding meditation, there might be a reason for that. If you are avoiding, um, I, I mean, they're, they're, it's all the flow state stuff, right? Yeah. So <laughs> if yeah. you're avoiding a flow state, if you're avoiding a fight state, you're avoiding intensity, what are you avoiding? Mm-hmm. Cause there's probably something in that space that you're afraid to touch. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to just have to try because again, no one's coming to rescue you, you know, like we can make suggestions, but if you're like, well, okay, so clearly I need to spike my fight state because I've got all of this built up frustration um and not like oh i'm so mad at the world but like you're you're suppressing it that's a different that's a different thing than like oh i just need to go it's a different thing if you're not expressing it and you're storing it and you're locking yourself up because of it that's different um okay so you need to go and express the fight state but you're not in the lifting or you don't feel like you can move heavy weights safely and maybe you can't Mm -hmm. and you've tried and you've tried, that's the important part, you've tried. Well, am I gonna be able to make suggestions? Maybe, I mean, but I think you're gonna have to find a sport if that's what you need to express. I think you need to find a sport. You know, there's community sports, you can do it. If you're looking for a flow state and you've tried yoga and it's not your thing, maybe you need to do something else that's also flow-based, like- Tai Chi, Qigong. Tai Chi, dance, mm-hmm. um, any of the, um, slower martial arts would do it. Anything that involves controlled forms would get you into a flow state. As long as you have a good instructor and you're not in a class of 30, like (laughs) you've got somebody actually looking at what you're doing. You can start in a class of 30. Don't get me wrong. Just know that there's going to be limitations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that, that turns it back on you. You Mm Yeah. I think this is a good time for us to take a little commercial break. I think so too. Hey there. My name is Dr. Garrett Hope. I am a composer, coach, podcaster, and speaker. I've been focused on building my music business since 2014 and helping others build theirs since 2015. I want to tell you about the second annual Ultimate Music Business Summit we are organizing. It'll take place early January of 2022. There will be dozens of presentations with highly actionable content, all of it available to you so you can start your business, grow your business, and ultimately make more money. Because here's the deal. Unless you earn all of your income from an employer, you are a self-employed small business owner. And if you want to do more than survive, if you want to grow your audience, or if you want to impact more people, you have to think and act like a business owner. And that means this summit is for you. 
This summit will give you real-world, not theoretical, strategies you can implement immediately. You don't need to be stuck with fear or living in your failures. I promise you, with all the teachers lined up, you will get something you've never thought of before. Even though building a business is hard, no one is promising it's easy. It is possible. You just need the right tools and strategies. Tickets for this virtual event will go on sale soon. To be the first in line and to get more information about the summit, presenters, and more, go to musicsummit.biz. That's musicsummit.biz and add your email to the list. So we're back and we're talking about personal responsibility. Um, so there was something, there's another direction I want to go with this just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that has to do with the, the investment that you make in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be extremely easy for us to, I was listening to somebody today said, you know, I know some people who will spend $500 a month on their car, but they will completely hesitate to spend anywhere, like not even two, $200 a month on themselves, investing in themselves, not, yes. not other things, but in like an investment right. in yourself right. or investing mm-hmm. in anything. But, you know, it just has to do with where yeah. your priorities are. Right. Mm-hmm. So thinking about that, um, we were talking a little bit about this a little bit ago about this. Um, whenever I send my rate sheet to people and you can get this on my website, I'm happy to send it to anybody who wants to see it. I don't want any musicians to have sticker shock. Uh, when you work with me, I don't want you to get to the end of a sales call and be like, whoa, what, what, you know? Um, so I've, I'll put it out there. It's subject to change, but I'll put it out there. Right. So what is it that we look at? I've got personal training and then I've got hybrid training and then I've got online only. And then I've got, you know, like single sessions, which I don't really do. And then at the very end, it's just write me a workout. So it's like, um, write me a a written workout plan. Mm -hmm. Guess what people do the most, the cheapo option. Mm -hmm. So Nine times out of 10, the last, okay, the last five people that have done this in the last five months, mm-hmm. I've had one person follow through. Yep. And this is typical. Um, I've had one person who's just like, no, you know, I'm really familiar with weight training. I don't need to be handheld. I don't need accountability. I just need a plan. I'm yeah. also in that boat. I'm like, no, I get it. I, I don't need it. I just need someone to write me something to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. And this person has really just, um, they, they take the workout, they make their own spreadsheet, they make notes and whatever. And then, you know, they send it to me and in the next month I write them another workout. And that way I've, you know, they do the thing. I'm thinking of two or three other people, uh, four other people, no, no, three other people, um, that have done it, but it's like, you know, a couple of them are here in Nashville with me. And when we first talked, I was like, for, for sure. I will write you that. And then, you know, you can add on one-on-one sessions as you need them. Absolutely. But here it's been three, four, five months and they have yet to actually implement the plan. They might've started once mm-hmm. and done it twice. Right. And here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've got another guy, actually. He signed up for online training. He has yet to use it. And it's been a year and he's paid me for a whole year and hasn't done it. Yeah. Here's the reason why. When we do not put enough skin in the game and we don't have a, so let me back up. 
pain isn't always bad because right. pain is where we have growth. Right. You have to push through something that's uncomfortable, that right. stretches you, that challenges you. And sometimes that can be financial. I just got done with a business course that I yeah. invested quite a lot of money and I was really scared to invest it. So I was like, ah, oh, this could be a couple months, you know, mortgage payment. Yeah. But I was like, I'm tired of playing small. There's right. so much I don't know. I'm willing to invest in myself. And I learned so much through that. It was totally worth it. But what I see is when people take these, they, we take the lowest priced option or we, we price shop. We want the lowest price. Well, you get what you pay for, right? And then we don't have that accountability because we just, we can kid ourselves into saying we did something. And this is not saying anything on the people. If any of these clients of mine are listening to this, this is not what I mean for you. But what I'm saying is because there's always kind of different circumstances, right? Right, um, right, right. But if you invest a, a big chunk of money into something, you generally will follow through and be dedicated. And, and even if it hurts, because you're like, no, man, I, I got to make this work for me. This is important. But if you barely, you know, like we don't value what's free, right? So yeah, which that is so mind boggling, but that's me. <laughs> you know, I know we don't, we don't. That's another reason I don't do free sessions because they don't ever yeah. translate into anything. Um, not once has that ever translated into a, into a client. They just wanted the free session. It wastes both our time. So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great if we could trial doctors like that? Oh, but we can't. Yeah. So here we go. Um, <laughs> so when I'm seeing these people that they just want the lowest price option, and I'm looking at them and I'm talking to them. And um, yes, it's great for certain people. Mm -hmm. But I can always get a sense of like, you're not going to do this. You're just going to waste your money. And then you're going to come back in four months. Hey, can we get a session? Yeah, sure. What have you done? Nothing. You don't need a written workout plan. You need one-on-one -on -one training with me. And then we can transition that into hybrid training or transition that in only online or transition to that into the workout plan. But right. you don't start there because when it comes to that personal responsibility, there has to be enough pain involved for you to want to actually right. follow through. Right. And I, you, you know, I, I don't see it. And yeah. It, it's hard to convince somebody of that right off, especially when you don't know them very well. Right. But I, I mean, I have really thought about just dropping that completely for my programming, but it's, it really is effective for certain people like myself yeah. included. Well, and so I'll, I'll tell you right now, I've got a couple uh, secret menu items and I don't put mine on the website, like certain restaurants do like, no, it is a secret menu. I'm only going to offer it to you if I actually think it's what you need. Yes. Otherwise I'm not touching it. Like I don't, I, I don't that. want to, it's not good for me. It's not good for most people who ask about it. Mm -hmm. Like, nope. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's that you need to be uncomfortable enough to know that you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, or you won't, if you're like, well, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, um, it's the cheap gym membership. <laughs> Which turns into your monthly donation. It's the cheap gym membership that turns into your monthly do donation because you're comfortable knowing that you could go at any time. And it's that, okay, well, but I, I'm, I'm, see, I'm paying, I'm doing something. That, look, I did no, something. Now I have proof. I have no, a receipt. Not, you're not no. doing, if you're not going in, you're not doing it. And quite frankly, most of those cheapos are not they're not what you need for most people. Like you have to be really knowledgeable and really self-sufficient for it to be worth your time. 
otherwise you need to be working with somebody like it, it's like practicing for musicians that's just for a musician's podcast that's that's all I can um compare it to is like would you really if you knew like obviously you don't know when you're just starting out if you were a knowledgeable enough musician would you just go into this self-training self-guided self-training course oh well you could do this and you could do that and you could do we know better you need to mm -hmm. work with someone in a group is good one-on-one -on -one is better mm -hmm. but we know that we need to invest in our musical careers our musical abilities that way and, and a lot of it's financial it's not always i right. mean there was um it was a program that i bought that was financially comfortable for me to buy it wasn't a huge stretch um it wasn't like oh my god it's going to be you know it's not like the thing that you were talking about that was but it was so far out of my norm mm -hmm. it was so far out of my norm that i'm like and it involved weekly calls yeah so as like, you just heard my pilot program also does that so i'm like if i do this it's not like it's expensive and i do value free things if it's from a good source but i'm unusual i've learned so <laughs> most people don't um, no most people don't um so for me but for me it's a different game then you know if i value the free thing if it's coming from a, a different okay so then i don't need finances to get me involved what do i need i need something that is far enough outside of my norm and comfort zone and knowing that they were optional calls. It's not like I had to show up every week. And there were certainly people who bought the program that I did that didn't show up for the calls. Mm -hmm. I showed up and I ended up asking more questions than anybody else. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but right. That I'm sitting there like kind of freaking out before I hit the purchase button. And it's not because of the price. It's like, if I click buy, I'm actually going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this. And I was very afraid of it. And I'm like, it was great. I, I took, I stole so much from that program. It was awesome. So many things. Um, it was, I mean, it was largely with a group of other coaches. Like there were a few competitive athletes, but it was largely other coaches. So yeah, it was meant to be like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's that find, if it's not a financial thing for you, find something that makes you nervous enough that you know, you're going to do it yes because there will be some sort of consequence to yourself if you don't and i don't mean like oh well there's going to be backlash no you're gonna know i don't care if your workout partner doesn't care if you show up or not that's not mm, if you don't feel guilty and your your partner doesn't feel guilty that's nothing mm. if you feel guilty because you're leaving your workout partner out in the cold that's good that's mm -hmm. what i want yeah. <laughs> you know that leads to okay well now you're you're going to translate if you're doing it right if you're really trying to grow that's going to translate to okay my workout partner is gone for a month but i know whether i went out and did it or not mm -hmm. i know yeah am i okay with not yeah that gets into an, into uh, integrity which is yeah there's, there's a book have you read this book it's called uh, extreme ownership no i think i think i have it, it. Yeah, I think I've got it up on my website in the shop if you guys want to check it out. Um, I'm not going to go into it much, but when it comes to personal responsibility, that's exactly all of what it's about. It's about owning your actions, whether they were good or bad, 
And, you know, like saying, it's not just, we're not just pushing outside your comfort zone, like we've been talking about or, or, or pushing through pain or whatever. It's also about taking personal responsibility for everything that happens to you. There is an amazing podcast that I have been listening to lately with um, the guy's name is David Nagel. Um, It's called the successful mind podcast. Mm -hmm. And he has something that he says quite often. And now, as soon as I say that, I I completely forget exactly how it goes, but yeah, it's basically like you have created the life you are living. Mm -hmm. If there are things in it, you like, that's your fault. If there are things in it, you don't like, that's your fault. Now he's not talking obviously about stuff you cannot change, but your living situation, your amount of income and outgo, your clothing, your housing, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is a direct result of you. And that's going to be very unpopular to hear because it's super easy. This is what Jocko would say in the, in the, in the other book. It's like, no, this is all you, but his thing is, huh, that's interesting. What am I doing to create this for myself? Mm -hmm. And you're approaching it with a sense of creativity and interest and curiosity. What am I doing? Not judgment, but what am I doing to create the situation for myself? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's an important mindset difference here that we're, we're talking about is not like, because I know people are going to hear what you just said and go, oh, well, I can't help that I was, you know, raised by this type of person or yep. had this horrible traumatic experience. And you're right. Yep. You're right. That's absolutely correct. It's not about that. It's about, mm-hmm. and, and there are obviously going to be things you can't control. I don't think anybody really I, um, you'd have to be an idiot to not think that, but yeah, like, that's not what but, we're talking about guys. Again, it's about that. when you come at it from that creative approach, which you were just talking about, mm-hmm. when you come at it from that creative approach of you're curious, what am I? Yeah. Curiosity, non-judgmental curiosity. What Isn't am I doing? Yeah. yeah. What am I doing? Or what could I be doing? Or what do I want to do about that? What have and I been doing to put me in this situation? How have any I of those myself? statements? Mm-hmm. You're taking the power back for yourself. Yep. And we talked about this on our eating disorders one. Yeah. It's like, if you give yourself permission, you now have control. Mm-hmm. If you give yourself a sense of responsibility about your health, your body, your life, you are giving yourself a modicum of control back. Oh my gosh. Taking personal responsibility is so much, it, it's so freeing. It sounds it's, like it's shackling. It's terrifying. It's, really freeing. It's, a, it's an opportunity. It's terrifying. It is. It is. And, Absolutely. But what you end up with on the other side is, not only is it worth it, it's addicting. In yeah. like the best way possible. Yeah. Because like if you, if you had told me at 20, who I was going to be at 33. I would have looked at you like you had two heads. <laughs> right? I, I don't lift. I don't know who that person is. I would never marry somebody who looks like my husband. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, and, and not, not that I don't like the way he looks, just that like 20 year old me had a very different idea of the kind yeah. of person that I would end up being attracted to, you know? Sure. But that being put in that position of, okay, I'm not, 
I'm not improving. I'm not seeing what I want to see out of my life. And finally going, okay, nobody else, nobody else is helping me. Nobody else can help me. That's very clear. There are a couple of people who really want to. There are a couple of people who did really good work, yeah. but it's not where we should go. It's not where I should be. Right. Finally making the decision to go, okay, I actually need to be an expert on my own body. Oh, scary. Mm-hmm. And now that's what I do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I didn't need to end up doing it in the long, like, not that I didn't, it doesn't need to be what I do for a living. You know what I mean? For me to still feel like the personal responsibility of it is so rewarding that you keep coming back for what else can I learn? What else can I know? What else am I capable of doing? You know, where else can I change into what I want? What else is, what else am I doing that's holding me back that I can, that I can change because it's my life. When you take personal responsibility, you get so it's freeing because you realize you're the only thing holding yourself back with whatever it is that you've self-imposed. Like your actions are creating the life you're living. Right. Where is it that you want to change? Well, go change it. If you have external factors that are affecting that, maybe it's your timeline that's the problem. Mm. But again, Mm -hmm. that's, that's self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. It's your concept of what you think your timeline should be. That's the problem. That's on you. Yeah. Because I guarantee, I mean, the number of people who are like, well, but if I take time off and do this work, then I'm not going to graduate on time. <laughs> on time for who? <laughs> According to who? On time for who? Right. And again, that was me. Mm-hmm. That was me. You've got to do it for years. That's who? I've got to do it in four years and I've got to do this master's in two and I've got to do my doctorate in two and I've got to have a job by this age. And that says who I look back now and I'm like, that was insane. Yeah, that was insane. And I look at, I look at the kids behind, you know, behind me coming through and I'm like, I wish I could help you understand that your timeline is going to sabotage you. Mm -hmm. You don't, you're a high school player you can take a little bit of time to figure this out. You don't need to play that competition in a month. You're in high school. Right? You have your whole life. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But again, personal responsibility. You have to be willing to adjust your timeline mm-hmm. based on realistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to drop a link to the Successful Mind podcast in the show notes because guys, if you're not listening to this, it's amazing. Dude got sucked through a dam and lived. Dude, dude what? what? Like nobody does that. Like you die with what? And he tells about his story. I think it's like episode 40 or something. It's just incredible. And he goes from driving a forklift, making $20,000 a year. Granted, he's not a musician, He's not, but it doesn't matter. Right. Like, and the mindset shift he went from, and this is brilliant, and this 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 doesn't necessarily have to do with personal responsibility, but so fun sure. to talk about. He goes from 20 grand a year with a family living out of their car because they got evicted and they had to leave in the middle of the night. And he was ashamed, embarrassed. He had no high school diploma, no nothing, no education. And he was embarrassed and he was just like, I hate this. I want to get, and the more he fought and was like, how, 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 the worse things got. And mm-hmm. so then he gets sucked through this dam. Like, what? This, that phrase, 
should never utter be uttered by a human. But anyway, he um, he lives and his whole mindset shifted. And sometimes it takes those kinds of things for us to be whacked literally in the side of the head. And go, oh, okay, right. So he went from that to <laughs> no lie, making millions. And his first step, and he 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 loves talk this talk about this is that his first step was he was like if I could just double my income to 40,000, it would solve all my problems. Yeah, right. Okay, that's not how that works. As you know, the older ones of us know that is not how that works. But that's right. And then he would think, how? How do I do it? How do I do it? It's not about that. And so he, he has this whole wonderful podcast about changing your way of thinking. And it's not about the how. You just focus on what you want. And then you have to take that personal responsibility to take hold of those opportunities when they come, even if they are a scary thing, like the first step in his doing it, I think he was like, instead of doing a forklift, he went from making 20 to 60 in, in uh, 30 days. And it came in the opportunity of him driving like a gas truck or something. And he was like, that's a bomb on wheels. I don't want to do it. And it, and it, <laughs> it really took him trying changing his mindset to be like, well, maybe this is what I need. And that set him on a path to whatever. Um, I haven't made it all the way through, but it's just like, what opportunities are, so if you think about everything in your life, where you are right now is within your power to control. And I'm not talking about, you know, diabetes or anything like that. I'm talking about, y'all know what we're talking about. Right. So where, where is it that you would like to change things? What can you do? And then think about where you want to be and don't worry about the how all the time so much. Right. Sometimes we get bogged down in the how and it makes things worse. Right. Right. Yep. And sometimes we get bogged down in the house so much that we don't see an opportunity when it's there. Yes. And it's going to come in some more than likely those big, the big fun ones come in a way you never thought of, yeah. but yeah. And then it's, then it's the, the fun time of, do I have the guts to try this? Well, what if it fails? Oh, okay. That's one way that's not going to work, you know? So approaching your life with a sense of curiosity, but then like that, that book states, it's like, take responsibility for everything in your life. Everything, everything. Even if you think it's not you, well, somebody cut me off. Well, what, think about traffic. <laughs> For example, when somebody totaled my car, that puts the, the, the that doesn't um, allow me to take responsibility, which is like, what, what? You got to read the book to understand it. But it's like, that happened. My car was totaled. That gave me the, exa- the, the opportunity now to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of being like, somebody hit me and it was, I'm a victim and rah, rah, rah. yeah, for sure I was. But that doesn't help my situation. If I take responsibility right. for, I was out there right. driving, I was maybe a little too close, whatever, they hit me, yes. But now I have this cool opportunity that I didn't have before to now have my car, it was totaled, but now I can still drive it and whatever. You know, it, go yeah. read the book. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a horrible job <laughs> talking about yeah. it. I got to go reread it again. Yeah, it, it's it's just still again taking back power is what it yeah. is. It it is. I mean, take your moment to feel terrible about what happened. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. You need it. Um, I don't. You, and moment. When I say take your moment, I don't know how long that is. Depends on the person. Mm-hmm. But if you can turn it into something that you can use as a positive, constructive tool, why wouldn't you want to? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a good stopping point for us. I think so too. I think so too. Well, thanks for tuning in everyone. Um, 
hopefully we didn't ramble too badly. I think we did okay. <laughs> hopefully that's why um, people people enjoy listening to hopefully, us. Hopefully. Um, make sure if you're watching to uh, like, subscribe, send out some comments, um, share it with your friends. I mean, yeah. we need so much help on the social medias. Um, yep. Anything, if you like this, anything you can do, share it with your friends, let them know where to find us. Um, we greatly appreciate that. Um, we are on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Tuned and Strong Podcast. We're on Anchor, we're on YouTube. Um, <laughs> we're on all the places. Find- we're on all the places. Uh, you can find me on all the socials at Tuned and Toned Performance. Um, mm-hmm. That's Tuned with a D and Toned with a D. Uh, TunedandtonedPerformance.com or my personal Instagram is uh, Doc Beefcake. Yep, I love that still. Doc Beefcake. That so makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> it makes me happier every time I see it. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, so, Angela, let's let's. Go ahead, share where we can find you. Again. Oh, y'all know where to find me. It's all music strong, everything. Music uh, strong, fitness, music strong, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and find us anywhere. So please like, share, subscribe, share especially because um, we're doing this for y'all and we yeah. <laughs> really love to reach yeah. more of y'all. So we're going to put all the things in the show notes and please join us next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>